Welcome to the Only Dream Big podcast, starring your host, Donnie Bedney. Only Dream Big is a podcast where Donnie will share tips and experiences on different topics, such as acquisition entrepreneurship, human capital, and the future of the workforce. He is the president of PSP Metrics and has been in the assessment and human capital management industry for more than 15 years, with the goal of driving change through people. As your guide on dreaming big, let's hear from the man himself. Welcome to another episode of the Only Dream Big podcast. I am your host, Donnie Bedney, uh, and so excited yet again. I mean, we are on a roll with amazing guests. My friend, someone who I've had the opportunity to admire uh, as an entrepreneur for years, Portia Moore uh, is with us today. Welcome, Portia. Hi, thanks for having me. So, you know, we're going to hop right in, uh, you know, because unfortunately we don't have a lot of time. Uh, That's the classic uh, life of two entrepreneurs, Uh, but so excited that you fit us in. Um, Can you really take, you know, kind of the people back? Uh, a little bit, right? Um, and you can go back as far as like a child or or anything, but you know, know that you do a few things entrepreneurially. There's there's something that's kind of a core, uh, or or at least as I look at your life, you know, is probably a little bit core. But can you take us back? I mean, was being an entrepreneur and like starting new things was that something you always aspired to? Like, what at what point in your life did those things kind of you know begin materializing, and you kind of took the first step towards entrepreneurship? So yeah, so it didn't when I was younger, and I always like tell the story because it's like crazy to me. I used to want to be a teacher all the time. I would hand my stuffed animals graded papers, you know, like papers I would grade it for. That <laughs> someone fell, someone that at a chalkboard. I wanted to be a teacher. Like, I mean, since I can remember since I was four or five, um, entrepreneurship, it did not fall on my lap, but at the same time it fell on my lap, but I had to work for it to actually work for me. Um, so when I graduated from, I went to Virginia Tech, I'm a Hokie. Um, we then, I will, me and my friend, we were, uh, subbing at the time, the job market Hmm. was horrible. So I graduated and I was a full-time substitute teacher at my old, uh, middle school. Okay. And so we were in the basement. We babysat all the time. And I was like, you know, we should start a company. And so we like printed out, I should probably pay this middle school back. We printed out business cards <laughs> on like their stock paper. We did a, yep. uh, a website on Wibbly.com. And we started off as a babysitting company where we had sitters and we took like a profit from the top of them. Um, and then from there, it just grew and didn't just grow organically. And since oh. I had to hand out little bags for Halloween, um, do flyers at that time, 11, 10 years ago, you know, flyers or you pass them out to the houses, you know, you're That's not saying maybe you're doing email, but not as much. So it was a lot of legwork to get it started. But once it started, sure. it was just very, very, I don't know, it, it just, it, it blossomed. So. That's yeah. amazing. Okay. Okay. It's almost like a, uh, I'm trying to think before we, uh, when we were looking for someone to take care of Sophia, um, it's almost like you started like care.com, care.com uh, right. like before care.com. I could have been care.com. I could have been care.com. Who knew? <laughs> Golly. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So you started this babysitting thing, um, but you had this passion for being a teacher. How does this evolve then into this bigger thing like STEM preschool? 
Yeah. So um, I then we, I graduated from undergrad and then I was like, you know, my major in grads, I'm sorry, and um, in college was pre-med because <laughs> my, you know, oh, like, wow. you got to be a doctor, you got to be a lawyer. I hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only people who are successful in the black community. <laughs> I don't, I like legit hate needles. <laughs> and then on top of that, I'm not the biggest reader or the best writer. So I was not going to go to law school. And so then um, I was going to go to physical therapy school. I could not get in physical therapy school. I think it was God's way of saying, this is not what you, what your, what your passion is for one and what yeah. I want to do. Yeah. So I got into um, get my master's education at Marymount University when I took, cause I got into George Mason and Marymount. When I told you Marymount was the best experience because with that, I took math and science methodology classes for early education. I mean, it taught me how to integrate STEM into curriculum for younger children, right? You always think STEM getting wow. at, I don't know what middle school or high school where you're doing labs, but when you start younger, it's more um, of a of just like a streamline into just loving and being, I don't know, integrated into the STEM world. Um, mm. My, my um, master's education, then I wanted to open up a, so I was doing the babysitting company. I want to do an hourly babysitting center. But okay. with learning these methodology classes, I was like, I'm going to open up a STEM preschool. <laughs> So, I mean, it's, of course, right now I'm saying like, what, two minutes, three minutes, but in actuality, yeah. it took a lot of work. It took a lot of um, getting an SBA loan. It took a lot of money, okay. um, took a lot of time to even, build. now we have two preschools. One preschool has 106 students. One's preschool has 47 students. Wow. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot to get there. But um, again, when it's your passion and it's you know, the drive, it's pushing you to take it day by day, you look back and you build like this huge monument from like yeah. the first like brick and the stepping stone, you know? So <laughs> five teaching my stuffed animals. <laughs> hey man. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the crazy thing about, about your story, uh, well, one of the things that I think is super dope is it goes back to something that I said on a, like another episode, which at, at least in my life is when you're in alignment, right? Yes. Like you can take one step yes. and a thousand things will work, right? Yes. When you're, and when you're misaligned, you can take a thousand steps and like nothing will work, right? So you apply in a PT school and like all these other things, like you said, kind of, you know, God's way of like, hey, you should probably consider yeah. something I'm else. God's like, ma'am, yeah. what I have for you. Oh, man. But can, can you unpack just a little bit, you know, it, because it, one of the things that we like to do here is is really, you know, just share some practical and pragmatic things. So when people leave from listening to the episode, they can kind of go and apply some of those things into their life or at least, you know, call, call back. Right. And so when you you talked about like the journey and how some of this was difficult and, you know, all those things. Right. And so it, the saying that came to mind for me was like. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to get it completely right, but it's something like, you know, your dream is often disguised like as hard work or, or you know, something along those lines. Right. Or, or there's the whole like you've been given everything like to build a table, but like you get like a saw and a tree and you know something else. Right. And so what were the steps that you, you, you took when you, you said like, OK, cool, I got these methodologies. I'm going to create like this STEM preschool, like, how did you go about, like, what, what was the next step that you took 
kind of in your journey, I know you talked about the SBA loan and all that, but like just practically you said, hey, I'm going to start a STEM preschool. What did you do next? Yeah, so having education, having a background with it, having a love for children. Um, I am not a fan of when people start businesses just because of the money, because sometimes you have to work in that business. Like when I'm down a teacher, I'm, no, I'm the executive director right now, but I used to be the director. I had to change diapers. Like I was there for the children. So it's like really one thing, working in your passion, not doing it for the money. Money will come if it's your passion, right? Um, so yeah, so that um, definitely doing a business plan. I know some people are like, oh, no business plan, I don't need a business plan. But when it comes to something like a brick and mortar, I think a business plan is so important because you have so much overhead. Um, when I got my SBA loan, I know SBA loans, I think like, I think 7% of, of, you know, 100% of who applies for them gets them. There is so much detail you put in there. I need to know how much a pencil was compared to how much the smart boards were, you know? Yeah. And I I know each and every price because I need to know, okay, well, I gotta pay this loan back. Yeah. So what are these numbers, you know, this, this demographic research I'm doing in the back end for how much I should charge each child, how much mm -hmm. I can maybe not charge Bright Horizons prices, you know, because mm -hmm. they're on the stock market. Um, but I can have a little bit less and, you know, maybe be their competition, which I am their competition. Um, sure. And so it, it's more about, and it's also about working every day for it. So when I started mm. and I wasn't like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm going to just do my business plan and apply for SBA. No, that's not how it works because you need a broker. Mm. <laughs> you need to find an actual location. You have to build your curriculum. Um, you have to find teachers. <laughs> so much you have to do so every day you're working towards it um and then it like i said it becomes a big amazing monument that you're like hold on i started from day one from starting with my name and the my logo on the business plan um and it's also contacting those people and hopefully they help you there's some people that didn't help me um there's contact people that have been there and you know, hopefully skipping some steps as they, you know, give back to you and pay it forward to you and sure. their advice. So yeah. in a nutshell. <laughs> Dude, well, that, I mean, that's huge though, right? And and once again, just uh, aligns so much with not only the theme of like only dream big, but also driving change through people, right? Yeah. And so um, it, one of the things that I've encouraged folks to do historically is like, hey, when you think about like what you want to do, you know, who are people that, you know, are, are have accomplished things that you aspire to or kind of along those paths and stuff like that. And so as you talked about, you know, the folks that you reached out to, you know, to ask questions or maybe that had done things, et cetera. Now, how many of those folks just I'm just curious, like how many people, you know, if you can even remember back that far, how many people did you kind of reach out to for advice, um, you know, when you did? I can't even count. I remember the 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 five like the top five people. One um, was he is uh, it was a friend of the, okay. my friend was dating at the time. He had a lot of money. He sold a lot of okay. um, and okay. he told me and you know I was like oh you know I really want to start this in preschool. This before I got my SBA loan because I felt yeah. the first time I applied and I was like mm. you know funding. He was like well you should go to go go fund me. I'm like okay. Wow. Shout out to GoFundMe. Right. <laughs> you know, do some um, what is a hedge funder or whatever? Uh, some what is it uh, called that that GoFundMe um, and then another person who did on preschool by the time I was at preschool, I was like, can you help me on my business plan? She was like, no, you can Google that. And I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but the, <laughs> the crazy thing is, I think the people that you know most are the people that don't yeah. really help you because they're like, well, I got here by myself, which you didn't. You uh, never been here by yourself. No. 
Because when people ask me for my business plan, I'm like, oh, sure. You know, because you're not going to replicate what I have. Because what I have is what God gave me and my passion and what I sure. work, right? Yeah. Um, but the three people, my dad, he's a business partner for Wisdom Preschool because when I tell you every night for an hour, we sat there and worked on everything from how much the tuition should be to mm. what location we should be in to the business mm -hmm. plan, um, that, and they put their house on lean. My parents put their house on lean. Wow. Um, Holy smokes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> for collateral, uh, for the okay. loan. Um, that, I mean, my bank is BB&T. When I tell mm. you, huh, they have been so helpful to the point where S, um, I got another SBA loan for opening up um, Capitol Hill. And mm. then also it was easy to get the PPP loan because they were like, hey, Portia, I know you need it. We, what is it? Was it March 17th? I forget the day where it happened. But Mar that Friday, we had 106 students. We dropped down to 10 students on that Monday. So oh. Wasn't for BB&T and my relationship with my um, my loan um, mm -hmm. agent. Ugh, who knows where I would be right now? Um, and definitely the fifth sure. person, our friends that are always like, "Hey, Portia, you said you want to do that. How are you? Take, you know, mm -hmm. kind of hold me accountable." Um, okay. But I would say the two people that knew the most and could help me the most did it. Um, yeah. However, at the same time, it made me a stronger person because let's say I would have, he would have invested into my business. Yeah. I don't think I would have worked as hard for it, right? Because I was mm. loan, I had to really dig deep into my business plan to mm -hmm. know, okay, well, one year mark, I want to have a preschool, right? Two, three yeah. year mark, I want to have two preschools. Five mm -hmm. year mark, we, we now have a curriculum. Got it. We can purchase it. We also have puzzles. And so, you know, who knows if I'd have been like, oh, okay, well, you, you gave me money, now I have to work for it. But yeah. we have to work for your passion and your dream to come alive. Fire usually doesn't stop. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think I, I think you you know don't want people to miss out on this, man. I, I think that passion, like you said, you know, is so important. Um, you know, and then and then the resilience, right? I mean, you know, it couldn't have been, uh, it couldn't have felt great to reach out to people that you know, like who, who you go back with, who you know are, are your people. Yeah. Um, you know, first of all, it's it's challenging enough like talking to people like you know that you know and asking them for, asking instance, for right? <laughs> let alone them turning you down then it's just like holy crap like if the people that i know the most like i get it um i have been there man wow um but yeah shout out to you man just it, it, the resilience i think you know and and that everyday piece because i don't want to i don't want folks to miss miss out on that right like just the consistency can you can you talk about that a little bit just like the power of like consistency especially you know for something that you know is, is a big dream right but just the, the the fact that you can't get there like in one day so just waking up and like the consistency <laughs> dude that that stuff that the whole overnight right because once again these, these myths self-made individuals uh, hopefully we've begun to crack that in, in in this piece with with some of your statements today self-made is false uh overnight success also false <laughs> social media <laughs> sells it very well though <laughs> it sells it so well social media over here like what <laughs> yep microwave society man like we're, we're so used to instant things yeah. um but so so i mean just power consistency like and and what are some things frankly you know, in your own life, 
uh, as you think about your daily routine or otherwise um, that have helped you, you know, kind of be more consistent? So it's power consistency also, but also setting those brands that mm. are so comfortable. I always say, I don't want to be the CEO of Blockbuster driving by a red box for the mm. first time, you know? And I know they have mm. the by Netflix, I think for $50 million, was it? And now mm. Netflix was how many billion? Because um, it got comfortable. They're like, oh, we're the best. We're going to, mm-hmm. it's, it's about, I think that consistency when you are never comfortable where you're at, you cannot mm. go wrong with being consistent in a way that you're always trying to build. Um, okay. And sometimes you're, it's gonna fail, you know, like the curriculum, the puzzles are doing well, the curriculum's not doing so well, but I have to be consistent with selling it. People need mm-hmm. to know about it in every household, you know? Um, yeah. And so it's also with that consistency, it's all, also about never thinking that you are the better than someone else. So your, your company doesn't have to keep on building your brand. Mm-hmm. It's so important to build your brand. Um, mm-hmm. And also what, what's big, what I'm really big on, I know it, it, some people don't like to do it, is getting reviews from your clients. How ah. can you build my brain right now? What am I lacking? What is what is the mm-hmm. lacking? What is the curriculum lacking? What is the puzzles lacking? What is the babysitting lacking? So that mm-hmm. I'm always reaching more clients and more clientele. At mm-hmm. first, I know, like, I don't want to take reviews. What if they're bad? Okay. Oh, can't get better. Can't get better, right? Because the good is only good for how so for, for for that one or two people, but the bad may be bad for like a hundred people. You make it good, you now have gained those hundred clients. Yeah. Um, so it's consistency you're always building the bad to better, and consistency you're always building the good to great. Um I know it's easier said than done, but again, it's day by day, and it's not thinking that you are at any better than anyone else. Look at Walmart. Now Amazon is there and who knows what the next Amazon is. So Jeff Bezos, you know, not get too comfortable. Can't, can't, man. You can't for sure. For sure. I mean, that's, that's so powerful, man. And, and I, uh, I, I want to say this, this is something that's sticking out to me just as you're, as you're saying it. And that's frankly, one of the luxuries of, of putting on the pod now is I just get to have, you know, amazing conversations with dope people. So I just leave inspired uh, and I'm hoping everybody else does as well. But like, if, if anything, like I've just been inspired. Um, I think that the, one of the things that you just mentioned, um, the power of being willing to like accept feedback, yes. right? Yes. Um, and, and that doesn't mean, and, and I'll throw in like a, a slight caveat or asterisk, right? Like all feedback is not great feedback. <laughs> not great feedback. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> However, not good customers either. I've had to fire some customers too. You, man, that will preach. That will preach. Um, I, yeah, we'll, we'll have another episode where we, we bring in a couple of people and talk about firing, uh, you know, folks that you just should not be working with. Um, but I, I think that there's a, a significant power in self awareness. Uh, and being willing to either as an individual or as you think about your business, being aware of where you are currently, right? We can go and we can go all the way back to, you know, one of our first episodes, uh, Anthony Flynn, shout out to Ant. Um, he said, you know, folks often uh, overestimate who they are mm-hmm. at the cost of underestimating who they can become. Yeah, that's great. Right? And I think you could apply that like, you know, it, that's one of the things that resonated with what you were just saying, right? Like 
you know, thinking about where your business is today, where you are as an individual today, and getting a clear picture of what that is, it is only going to be powerful because of where you're attempting to go or where you say you want to go. How else do you build and become that? Or if you are, let's say randomly, uh, you're blessed and your business is exactly where you said you wanted to be in 10 years today, then maybe you need to increase the size of your dream. Yeah, that's a, that's a small right? dream. That's a small <laughs> dream. And maybe, and also you, I, I have to realize that not entrepreneurship is not for everyone. I'm big on that. And growth should be every, for everyone. But if you want to be a teacher, a classroom teacher, which is an amazing profession, all your life, do it, go for it. But mm-hmm. you always want to grow. This student right now, he has a D. I want him to have an A, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the semester. So it's always something you are growing to. It may not be, yeah. oh, hey, well, I want to be a, a, a principal next year. It may sure. just be, I see my children excel and exceed. Yeah. Um, so, you know, sometimes it's always, you know, sometimes you don't want to always get frustrated. Oh, I got to build this and grow this because, you yeah. know, that level of growth is not for everyone, right? If everyone could be Jeff sure. They would, or Elon Musk, they, you know, <laughs> would have. <laughs> That's a, you know, what's funny, and, and I'm, I'm not going to take us too far down this rabbit hole, is like, I actually slightly disagree with that. Right? Oh, like, yeah. I don't, I, I don't, like, I don't believe that if everyone could be Jeff Bezos or could be Elon Musk, they would. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't believe that they would at all. Yeah. Um, and frankly, the reason they're not is because they're not willing to be them. Right. Like the, the sacrifices that you had to go through, like to, to start STEM preschool and stuff like that, like or, you know, the other things that I, you know, now I follow you on social and like your restaurant, like all these other things that you invest in. Like people want those things. Right. Like they want the end because they want to be able to say like, oh, like I, I have a restaurant or I have all these things, but they don't want to make they don't really want to make those decisions. Right. Like you. You're talking about employing people. So I've always said it's interesting um, with quick aside is that um, human behavior, right? Like when we talk about behavioral economics, so like what people actually do versus like what they should do, all things being perfect, right? (laughs) So if you go back to salaries and you compare like CEO salaries, and I think this was like in the 70s um, or so, and then like government got involved and everybody was saying like, we need more clarity on the salaries of CEOs of these big companies because they're making so much more money than frontline employees. Right. And so everybody gets involved and companies are like, okay, cool. We're going to reveal everything that our executives make. Right. Um, And at this point, like the the goal of what people thought was going to happen is that there would be like this shrink like or or parity, if you will, and people would make like executives would make less money. Okay. But what ended up happening is that boards then said, "Oh well, Porsche is our CEO, and we see Donnie down the street in our competition, and he's making three times what she's making, and he is a putz. <laughs> and so we need to pay Porsche more." Because she's so much better. Obviously, she is killing the game, right? (laughs) And 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 so and I'm using that as an example only from the perspective that a majority of the executives that I've met 
it's been interesting when you when you get close with leaders, entrepreneurs, executives, et cetera, who are running businesses. I've always said, you know, those people are compensated for making the tough decisions yes. that other people are, you know, take, you know, their, let's just say smaller, you know, payments or whatever for the comfort of not having to make those decisions, yes. right? Like not having to deal with PPP loans to make sure that everybody gets paid, right? There are, there are other people who are like, no, I'll just take this role and that's okay. Yes. But I'm gonna take this role because I don't want to have the stress of thinking about this all the time. When I take off like at two o'clock on a Friday, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> They're off, right? <laughs> Meanwhile, you're in here like, what are we going to do? How's 2020? What's 2025 going to look like? And now so I, it, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> when you're on a school, you know? I'm telling yeah. you, man. Telling it's like you. that one, you know, the the, the six pack, but they don't want to take Adrian Williams class, you know? Man, <laughs> I want a six pack and Adrian be kicking my butt, man. But I've like, he is my inspiration. So, Shout out to Adrian Williams because I try to tag him as much as I can. Me too. He likes it. He likes my stuff. I'm like, hey. man, he's reposted some of my stuff, man. I get so excited. It it helps me go get my butt kicked again. But uh, 2022, I'm telling you, man. Adrian Williams, Lenny Kravitz body coming to Donnie Bedney. 2022. I give myself the whole year. Lenny Kravitz, 57 years old. I gotta get my mind right. Don't expect that in there. I've done 10 classes, you know? That's what people expect. I've done 10 workout classes. Oh, no. no? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh my God. Well, and then and then once again, right? Like all these little things, right? So it's the consistency because the thing I know for a fact, and I've fought this for years, um, no matter what workouts I do, I can't outwork a terrible diet. You right? Like the life, the lifestyle change I had to make to eat differently is still my biggest struggle, yeah. right? But I know for a fact, like if I, as I continue to tighten up on that, the better I get. If I can just get, if I can do eighty percent of that in twenty twenty two, then like, it will occur. If like, I do less than that, it won't. And just like business, you cannot outwork a terrible schedule. You know, oh. if I'm not sticking to a consistent schedule on how to build. My business is not going to grow. You know, yep. I can have the clients all I want. Right. But if my clients right now, but I don't have a consistent schedule where I'm building my brand and, and making my business better. Those clients are going to stay to 100 at 100, maybe go down to 80, maybe go down to 70. Mm. They'll mm. never grow. You can never outwork an inconsistent schedule. <laughs> that was good. That was really, really good, man. And and tying up just our conversation, because I, you know, uh, thank you so, so much for, for the time that you've given us today. Um, yeah, I want to go back to one of the things that you said earlier, where you were talking about, like, wanting to, you know, continue to build your brand and, like, more people need to know about you and everything else. And it reminds me of this statement, uh, and it was like, you know, your problem is not overexposure. Your problem is scarcity. Nobody knows who you are. Exactly. Yep. Right. And so being able to push whatever your vision is, your brand, individual, company wide, whatever, um, that's just so powerful. Man. And how else can you do that except for exactly what you said, having that consistent schedule 
Um, random question, because this is going to be funny based on our last episode um, that we released anyway, um, uh, before with Rob, Marty. And what time do you wake up and how much sleep do you get? So I have, you know, we have, we have on two. average, on average, on average, before Bell, which is my 16 month old, I mean, <laughs> I go to sleep around 10 and wake up around six. Uh, I used to love Orange Theory. I still love Orange Theory, but now I have the Peloton in my basement. So it's a bit easier, okay. especially with COVID. So now, eight hours, eight hours, eight hours, eight hours. I, I meant okay. back in the day before Bell, I would sleep nine to 10 hours, honestly. But when I wow. worked, I would work consistently and really I would work out, shower, go to work and work on my, my business, my my brands for like okay. eight hours, right? Okay. Now the child is a little bit different, right? I go to bed around eight or nine. I'll wake up around 6.30 is when I like to work out. Um, okay. All time makes it easy. So you can do like a 30, 45 minute boot camp. You don't have yeah. to worry about, you know, running to Orange Theory or waiting in oh. line. Da, da, da. It's a big so deal. Like I'm up around, like I'm ready around um, 7.30, eight okay. um, hour by 8.15 and my day gets going. We take Bill to school and then mm -hmm. It's from there, if I have to hire a new employee. And then again, I don't really work in my business too. So what I do is okay. I do HR because I'm very picky about my staff. Um, and I pay my and I pay my teachers. I still do that. But everything else on, you know, contacting um, behavior modification at the school, all that stuff that, you know, directors should do, they do it. Sure. So I have more time that I'm not working in my business. I can work on my business. Oh, that's um, amazing. Yeah. So eight hours, I, I get a full, I try to get full eight hours. Who knows when Bell works at 3 a.m. Sometimes it's not... <laughs> <laughs> Once again, the consistency, right? Like, I mean, I, I just think there's yeah. so much power and I'm, yeah. I'm going to start asking this a little bit more in 2022 because we've had a few guests and it's amazing to me. Once again, misconceptions, right? Like no sleep, very little oh, sleep. Please. The successful people I know are so phenomenal at managing their energy yes. and getting rest, right? Yes. Because once again, because of the, the magnitude of the decisions they make, you can't have that foggy, like, I'm so sleepy kind of, you know, brain when you're making these decisions. So thank you. Eight hours. We can shoot for it. Once again, whether or not the lady. Everything you have to do. Right now, there everything we, you have to do. Honestly, it's always with me. <laughs> there, there we go. That's perfect. <laughs> you forget. <laughs> you missed the meeting. You didn't hire yep. that teacher you needed to hire. Oh. Yeah. Got <laughs> to do it, man. You got to do it. Well, hey. Portia, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for this time, uh, dropping some gems for us. You know, uh, shout out to everybody else. You know, this has been the Only Dream Big podcast. We'll see you next week.